You're listening to Creatives Making Money, the podcast for creatives who are on a mission to do the work they feel most called to do and make some money while they do it. This is a show for the makers, the dreamers, the doers, the creators, the artists, the crazy ones, and the ones who are determined to consciously build the life and career of their dreams. Here, we don't just believe in getting your dream job, we believe in creating it. So what does creative success even look like? How do we live a fully expressed, abundant AF life? That's precisely what we're here to find out. My mission with Creatives Making Money is to conduct 100 interviews with successful creatives and those who love and support them about money, career, and the process of making and doing what they most love, including all of the ups, downs, and in-betweens. I'm your host, Jamie Jensen, writer, storyteller, filmmaker, serial entrepreneur, and shameless creator. No matter where you are in your creative and financial journey, I'm here to help you create like you mean it. Hello, and welcome to the Creatives Making Money podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Jensen, and I'm so glad that you're here with me today for episode 28 which is all about overcoming the fear of failure. So what even is the fear of failure? How do we overcome it? How do we overcome that need for perfection that just keeps us paralyzed and stuck and not moving things forward um, towards our desires, towards our dreams? And really, for those of you listening who are part of this incredible community of creatives making money, who want to make the world a better place through business, through service, through contribution, and through creativity. Now, I'm going to address the fact that this is episode 28, and for those of you who've been with me since the beginning, (laughs) say that like we've been doing this for 10 years, it really hasn't been that long. For those of you who've been with me since the beginning, um, this up this podcast took a little hiatus just a little pause you know for a minute i'm gonna address why and i'm gonna address why uh through this training this podcast that is also training and getting you into helping you overcome the fear of failure because it's not fun to be stuck and not moving forward with stuff that you genuinely care about and want to get done in the world so i want to start this whole topic of fear of failure, I want to start with asking you if you have ever asked yourself, why is it that we struggle to do the things we're afraid of? What is it that makes it so hard for us to not move forward, uh, to not take the leap, to not shoot, shoot our shot, right? People will tell you, oh, you just need to be confident. Like, just be confident. Like, just embody the confidence and do it or they'll say just get over it or suck it up and be a man or suck it up and be a woman be a boss be you know in a world where where we're all being asked to embody some form of like hashtag hustle toxic masculinity and in how we look at our productivity and what we're getting done um this sort of go 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 at the cost of everything else because you know in that framework external measures of success are all that really matter 
We'll get deeper into that later. We'll talk about oppression. We'll talk about racism. We're going to talk about all the things. Now, you, I already know, you know, you're listening to this podcast. You're a creative making money. You're doing big things in the world. You have big dreams. You have aspirations. You're smart. You're capable. You're strong. You're powerful. You're talented. And you know on some level that that's true. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this. You would have chosen something else to do with your time versus listen to this podcast episode and try to learn how to overcome your fear of failure so you can move forward towards the things you want, right? So you know intellectually that you can do anything. And chances are you already have some wins under your belt. Chances are you've already accomplished a couple of things, maybe won some awards as you know with your with your art, with your work, had a couple of clients, maybe made a few sales, maybe tested some ideas, maybe you bought a few domains. You've moved some things forward and you've got some wins under your belt. So you're not a total stranger to accomplishment. You haven't done nothing with your ideas. You're you're doing stuff, right? Um, and that's a big deal, right? That's a big fucking deal you are a big fucking deal so then why do you or anyone who struggles with this keep running into this wall of fear to do the things that you know will make a real difference in your life the things that are going to bring you where you really want to go the things that are on that vision board of yours now if you're a woo-woo spiritual you know spiritually minded person and you love vision boards uh and words of the year and goals uh you're like me right and maybe you even feel on some level spiritually called towards what you want to move in the direction of in terms of creatively with entrepreneurship with stuff you're creating right It's kind of like there's a force beyond you that wants you to go there, wants you to take the leap, wants you to say yes. But you keep stopping, pausing, waiting, justifying, maybe setting aside time to work on something, but then not actually using that time to work on the thing that you set aside the thing to work on. (laughs) And here's the deal, right? Like here are all the things that people will tell you you need to do. If you are like, I want to do this, but it's I'm just not moving forward at the pace I want to move forward, you know, and you know, it's like, you're a little afraid, you're a little scared, fine. People will tell you you just need to set some small goals, like just break them down into really miniature tasks. Like if we just take the big project and break it down into smaller tasks, then it'll be super doable and then you won't have fear. Or maybe if you just make a plan, like if you make a good plan and you line it up and you make it clear, then like the fear will go away and you can just move forward. Maybe you should just meditate on it. Like if you meditate, then you won't have fear anymore and then it'll feel easy. You could put some crystals in your bra. You could check the moon cycle. You could hire a therapist. You could take another course. You could learn how to Instagram. You could ask your astrologer, which by the way, I do all the time. If you want astrologers on this podcast, you just let me know because I know who to ask. You could swallow some CBD. CBD is great for anxiety, right? And then maybe you just won't have fear anymore. Or have you tried microdosing? Or maybe like talk to Jesus or Shiva or insert any relevant spirit guide that you like to speak to here because we are open to all guidance. Um, Or maybe if you just work on your self-love. Like if you just love yourself enough, then there won't be fear because love conquers fear. And that's how this works, right? 
And maybe you even tell yourself that all you need to do is just finally launch that website, finally get that brand out there, finally start that Instagram account, you know, finally make the thing and sell it. Just like make that first sale, close that one sale, raise the, your prices just that one time. If you just made more money, then you finally wouldn't be afraid to move towards the thing you want to do. If you just have the perfect body, if you just lose 10 pounds, if you just get engaged or married or pregnant, or if you just see the external evidence first, like if someone could just prove to you without a shred of a doubt that the thing that you want to move towards, you can absolutely achieve and it is there and it is possible and the evidence exists. And if you could just see it, that for you specifically, it could happen, then the fear would go away and then you would move towards the thing you want. Maybe if you just nailed the business you're trying to nail, the creative projects you're trying to nail, everything that you are working on that you want to get done, if you could just nail it first, maybe if you just get some passive income going, right? Like if your blog is just working for you and it's passively making you money, um, if you just have that like perfect funnel that works, if you're like investing in real estate and flipping, if you could just have passive income and then, you know, that would be enough to help you move away from the fear and actually move towards what you want. But that's not really working, is it? I don't know if you've tried all of those things or one of those things or none of those things, but it's not really working, right? Because you will still keep hitting that wall of fear, even if all of those things are true. And the reason for that is that you don't want to fail. You don't want to. You want to win. And that's very human. And that's also absolutely impossible to guarantee, right? Now, I want to pause on this for a second and talk about how the fear of failure and the fear of success are actually the same thing. Now, you don't know this about me yet, but while my podcast was on hiatus, I spent a whole lot of time training in additional healing um, work. Uh, I pursued my Reiki mastership, which is something I'm now doing and have accomplished and I'm continuing with. And there's a lot that I learned in that process and more on that in a second, how I sort of, you know, went there. Um, But what's important for you to know is that really when we're talking about the fear of failure or we're talking about the fear of success, we're really talking about an imagined future of what could be, a possibility. And the reality is we don't know what's going to happen right? We don't know if you're going to embark on a mission and fail and fall flat on your face or if you're going to succeed. Now, some people might listen to this episode and think, well, I have more fear of success than fear of failure. So it's really that's the block I have to overcome. And I have to look at why I'm so afraid of my, why am I so afraid of success? What is that? What is there for me? Let me look under that and understand where it comes from. And like, sure, you could do that. But the reality is that it's the same fear as fear of failure anyway. It's an ego projection. It's you, it's a part of your brain that wants certainty, wants to know what will happen. And so it is just afraid of the unknown and of the uncertainty. And so we can spin an entire story of what it's like if you fail, and we can spin an entire story of what it's like if you succeed. So regardless of which fear you identify more with, I want you to keep listening because we're going to get to how you overcome it. Now, I want to go back for a minute because this is where I go really deep with you. But first, I should tell you, you know, if you're new to this podcast, just a tiny bit more about me. So if you don't know me, if you're, this is your first podcast ever with Creators Making Money, um, I'm an award-winning screenwriter and intuitive business and story strategist. Um, I've been writing for over 20 years. 
And since 2013, I've helped online businesses increase their sales through improving messaging story and strategy. In 2014, I hit six figures in my business so quickly uh, with my copywriting business that I started scaling an agency to keep up with demand. And even with all that success, uh, I was still worried about getting clients and I was still worried about whether or not I was good enough and whether I deserved all that I had and all that I wanted beyond what I had. And so the point is that by all external measures, I was very successful um, and I was a very successful copywriter. And for a long time, that was all I called myself. And then I was copywriter and then I was an agency founder and CEO. Um, the truth is that my expertise is creating an audience experience that transforms and inspires and creates action. So I know how to make people laugh, cry, and buy. That's what I do. It is my superpower to pull emotions out of people, to literally change them on an energetic level, whether that's through storytelling or other modalities. So while I was once only a copywriter or only allowed myself to call myself that today i will tell you that i'm also a trained life coach a reiki and breathwork healer an empath and a medium in addition to all of those other things writing screenwriting and so naturally being a deep empathic feeler and expressor of emotion i leaned into the arts right and very early on i knew that story was where it was at so much so that i <laughs> i created a major at nyu called dramatic storytelling and started studying the hero's journey when i was 17 years old i'm not going to be shy about my age that was like 20 years ago so i've been deep in this story bubble for a very long time <clears throat> now today the hero's journey is like it's very passe and it's very normalized and like everyone's heard of it and if it's like if you're a writer or a marketer or anyone who's into personal development and you haven't heard about the hero's journey uh it, that would be unusual right so most rooms i go into lately i say have you heard of the hero's journey and they're like yep mm -hmm, totally if you haven't you know, basically what it is, is it is a map of narrative structure based on Joseph Campbell's work, um, where he studied myths from different places on the places in the world, you know, different um, cultures, locations, periods of time and history, and essentially found that there was a, a structure that we naturally follow as humans when we are telling epic stories that is pretty much embedded in our it's embedded in our dna as you know as storytellers it's what the best storytellers do now it doesn't mean that um every story we try to write all the time nails all those things but the stories that have stood the test of time and continue to be these these epic tales that have um you know really lasted and had impact and all of that stuff like they this is this is what they're built on they're built on the hero's journey and so um what that really means though is it is not just things it's you know two things right it's what you need to know as a writer to tell a story that's going to make an emotional impact plus a lot of other cool tricks that i could t totally teach you if you take my program story school um and then on the other side it's a map of human transformation because every hero's journey begins as a character saying yes to a desire and basically having to face a part of themselves that holds them back from that desire in order to move towards who they're supposed to be, 
right? And we go through this cycle as human beings consistently. Whenever we want something, we sort of have to change a little bit to have it, to get it, all of that stuff. So if you Google the hero's journey, you will find that this is a cyclical, it is a circle. It is this sort of circular map. And you can look up all the stages of the hero's journey, which I will not go through in detail today because this is not a story training. Now, what you'll notice when you look at this map is that there is a death and a resurrection. Now, this is the part that people almost never talk about because it's a little bit scary, right? They never talk about the fact that transformation and achieving what you want, potentially, requires a death of some kind. Now, this is where we're going to get really deep and maybe just a little bit uncomfortable, but I want you to stick with me because this is important, all right? Now, most epics or movies, right, when you watch a story about a hero, it's so great, or if you're like looking at marketing stories about how people have achieved certain things and they're successful and they learned how to do it and they want to show you how, that's great. They, have, they usually have the hero returning home, everyone saved, they have the magical elixir and they're going to give it to you to sort of give you the fast track to getting what you want to. Yay, it's a great marketing story, everyone's happy. But in real true heroic tales, real true heroic tales, the hero dies tragically. Now the actual definition of tragedy, right, it's like the hero sacrifices themselves for the greater good. They sacrifice themselves. But we don't like to talk about that part because it's unsexy, it's uncool, it's dark. It's like, what do you mean I have to die? Can't I just like fight a cool battle and succeed and make all the money and drive fancy cars and pick up hot chicks and guys and win, win, win no matter what and then like bring the gold back to my hometown? No. Sorry. You can't. There is always death before resurrection. When you want to rebuild or change or do differently or start something new, you cannot build without death. And with death comes grief. Now, the thing is, when you're looking at being productive and like get shit done and just overcome the fear of failure and move forward and do, do, do and go, go, go. The problem is that that model aims to control. It aims to be in control, to have a map, to have a plan, to manage human emotion, to just keep everything under control. Um, And the thing is that, that the underlying belief there is that if we can control moving towards goals, if we can control the truth of transformation, what it takes to get anywhere, to change anything, that we believe that that we can skip stages. Like, oh, well, we'll just skip the death stage and just move right into that's different now. And like, that's not good. Not only is it not good, not effective, it's not healthy. Because when we skip stages, we actually compound the fear and the unprocessed grief. Now, listen, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I can definitely bring wellness and health professionals who do, will back 
maybe back this up but also have their own opinion okay the point of this is not for me to like argue that my only perspective that my perspective is the only perspective you know I am who I am I have my perspective there are other perspectives and that's totally cool um so I'm not going to get into you know uh the health and wellness side of this too deeply but what I will say is that when you compound fear and you don't do not process the fear and the grief becomes trauma in your body it stays there and it turns into anxiety depression disease um it it impacts all these areas of your life so it's not great um now in 2017 i personally faced a big ugly truth that i did not want to face um number one i did not want to be an agency owner anymore uh I had to break up with my agency that I had built that had grown 50% year over year for three straight years. Um, and I realized that I missed being the person who was working with clients directly. And I didn't love the work that I was doing as a team leader and CEO. And so I had to shut down my business and it fucking sucked. And then I felt called to move back to Los Angeles from New York. And then I broke up with my boyfriend and love of my life. We had been together three years. We were friends for three years prior. And so I was just breaking up with everything. I was like, I just had to burn it all down. My business, my hometown, my relationship. And it was extremely disoriented and extremely painful and devastating. And I wasn't even convinced that I was done with these things that I was getting rid of. I just felt like it was time to just cut all these cords. And there's a deeper intuitive story there that I won't fully get into but I just felt I did not feel ready to end my relationship but I felt guided I felt guided to end my relationship and so four months later something crazy happened my ex partner of three years and friend of six Robert was diagnosed with stage four metastatic cancer out of literally nowhere and six weeks later he died March 8th of this year was the one-year anniversary of his death. So that would be why this podcast has had a one-year hiatus, one year and change. I want to tell you that I'm kidding. I want to tell you that you shouldn't feel sorry for me and that I'm strong and fine and my life is happy and I'm so great and I have a new love of my life and we're so happy together and it's wonderful. Um, but that's not true. And that while that would make a great marketing story, that is not real life. Now, I am no stranger to grief. I lost my father quite suddenly when I was 20. And for those of you, again, who've listened to this podcast uh, for a while, if you go all the way to episode one, I share my money story and like my father and the money beliefs that I learned and that that whole grief story as well. So there's more on that if you want it. But last year's loss was different. Um, it was new and traumatic on a new level. You know, Robert was only 31 years old. It all happened extremely quickly. And the way that I intuitively ended our relationship just a few more months before his life ended, it was all just like completely insane to me. And nothing will simultaneously test and confirm your faith at the same time to be honest. Um, but something else was different with this with this grief because this time I got to grieve 
with new tools that I never had when I grieved my father's death. So I got to grieve so consciously and so compassionately and so slowly and so deeply that I began to understand the power of grief more deeply than ever before. And I want to pause here and just point out that grief is not just what happens when someone you love dies. It also happened when I shut down my agency. It also happened when I moved back to LA. It happens every time I submit a draft of a script I wrote. It happens every time I launch a program and don't see the results I wanted. Um, it happens, It happens. you know, when we are dealing with like a global pandemic. It happens when we are dealing with racial tensions rising in our country and having to deal with like the loss and the pain and the trauma of so many. And you know and it even happens when like it's something that isn't that explosive and isn't that isn't that big because life is full of little deaths it's what happens when you lose anything it's what happens when you let yourself down it's what happens when you have to release ideas and expectations it's what happens when things don't go according to plan when your project goes haywire when your relationship suddenly ends when your launch tanks it's what happens when you have to find reserves of strengths inside yourself to keep on even when you feel shame and sadness and disappointment and deep survival level fear It's also what happens when you have to let go of a part of yourself because that part of you just doesn't work anymore for the direction you're moving in your life. Now what's funny is, even though this is true and even though grief kind of shows up in all these everyday ways, we still all too often do not create the space to feel and process and release all of it, right? because we're busy and because we got shit to do and if we're all gonna die for real at some point and mortality is a thing then like we can't waste a moment but there's a danger there because of the compounded fear and unprocessed grief and trauma now what happens when you don't process any of that is that you are then living constantly afraid of reliving the old pain again And you then become more concerned with avoiding the pain than with taking the action you know has the greatest potential impact on your life. Now, this is where the fear of failure shows up and holds you back. It's because because of this. What you avoid has power over you. So you are actually no longer in control. And the only way to get your power back and to be in control is to feel. And here's the truth, no external results are ever big enough or good enough when you have unprocessed grief because you will continue to live the painful reality instead of the positive reality. Now, what really hit home for me this past year was that I could be good at grieving. I could create space for it, I could feel my feelings, I could talk about it, I could survive, and I could still succeed. And if I'm good at that, if I am good at grieving, then if I can do it confidently and know that I got this and I'm a good griever, then I can walk into the fire of risk and pain and heartbreak and failure and success and any potential loss that comes with it without worrying about getting burned. 
I can write a funny movie about my experience with abortion. I can submit my writing to the New York Times. I can pitch to the media and give no fucks who responds. I can, I can have this conversation on this podcast and bear my heart and soul to you, a stranger on the internet, listening. And the same is true for you. Because grief is actually always the worst case scenario. What's going to happen if you fail? You're going to be sad and disappointed and want to cry on the floor like a baby? Okay, do it. What happens if you succeed? Are there people in your life that you won't be able to stay connected to and you're afraid of losing them? And then what? You grieve. You want to sit on the floor and cry like a baby for months? That's okay. You can do that and still get shit done and still make an impact and still be successful. What's more important here is that you are authentic and truthful to who you are and what you want and where you're being guided to move towards than being afraid that you're going to lose or succeed and if you're going to fail and lose or succeed and lose, deal with the uncomfortable un- unknown of change. And hold yourself through grief. What I realized through the devastating traumatic loss that I've been dealing with is that if we can get comfortable with grief, then the fear of failure disappears. And all that's left is you and your full original power, okay? Now, the other benefits of leaning into your grief, you feel lighter, you're less anxious in general, you develop new levels of self-trust, you understand what's your intuition and what's fear, you access never-before-felt levels of healthy detachment, you achieve new levels of flow, you connect more easily with others, you create space for new ideas to flow in, you have a greater and deeper self-awareness, you become a more powerful parent, partner, and leader, you have fearless boundaries, You increase your capacity for love and abundance. That's the whole thing is when you increase your capacity for grief, you increase your capacity for everything. Because when you grieve, you also receive. And if you are someone who identifies with money blocks, let me tell you something. Receiving is an agreement to be in service. Receiving is an agreement to be in service. And when you do not have space emotionally or energetically to receive positive feelings or positive experiences, they won't show up. Now, right now you might be wondering, well, can anyone get good at grieving or does life have to hand you some awful shit sandwich like it handed you, Jamie? And that is a great question, boo. I'm not special. I am not special. I am just a human being who's leaning all the way in. And anyone can become good at grief. Anyone can become a grief warrior if they choose it because everyone has unprocessed grief lingering in there that is keeping them scared and in fear of failure. And I will prove it to you. So here's the deal. This is your action step for this podcast episode, okay? I want you to write down your big audacious dream. I want you to write it down. I want you to write down the thing that feels the hardest for you to have. Maybe it's a job or a career move or a relocation or a relationship or a creative business or health goal. 
What is the thing that feels the edgiest and the biggest? The thing that feels the hardest and most impossible for you to have or achieve or do? And how long have you had this dream? How much action have you taken towards this dream in the past 30 days? How about in the past 14 days? How about the past five days? How about the past 24 hours? Why? What are you truly afraid of? Write it down. Where does that fear come from? Let me tell you something. My ego loved being an agency owner. My ego loved being an agency owner. My ego was like, I feel special and important and valuable and smart and successful and people should listen to me. And because I have an agency, I'm worthy and accomplished. It made me feel secure. It made me feel like I was important. But did my heart love it? No. My heart didn't love it. But my ego loved it. But if I never let go of that job, that title, that version of myself, if I never gave myself the permission to listen and expand beyond what I knew I was capable of and who I knew I was, I'd never be able to have this conversation and tell you the truth, okay? So I'm not going to go tell you to read an affirmation. I'm going to tell you what you really need to do to overcome the fear of failure, which is figuratively kill yourself. Because without grieving those aspects of yourself that want you to hang on and cling, you cannot move forward. In order to have the next thing, you have to be willing to let the current thing go. You have to. So whoever it is you want to become as a creative making money, whether you want to be a course creator, a coach, a writer, an author, an artist, a consultant, a thought leader, a brand strategist, an agency owner, a TV writer, a stand-up comedian, a filmmaker, a novelist, a podcast host, a YouTube star, or more. There's no shame in wanting all of that, okay? But do it and don't wait because you don't know how long you have. And you can deal with the pain of releasing the old you. You can deal with the pain of not getting exactly the outcome you were hoping for. You are a badass and you can handle grief. Your ego will hold on tight because it is terrified that it will die if you commit to the thing you really want and take steps towards it, even in spite of that fear. And the truth is that it will. It will die. And in its place, a new you will be born. And I honestly, I cannot wait to meet that version of you. I can't. So this explains why this podcast has been on hiatus. And... You know, what I want to quickly address is, you know, the next couple of episodes coming at you are going to give you steps on how you can start processing grief. And this is true whether you are dealing with a loss that is current and present or whether you actually want to go into old grief and sort of examine it and look at it and create space. You must create the space for your creativity. You must create the space for receiving for your business, for money, for success, and for ideas and execution. 
um, to help you stay focused and moving forward. So I, if you're wondering what now, the next couple of episodes are going to help walk you through that. And I'm excited to provide that to you. Um, please, please, please join us and continue this conversation with us in the Facebook group, in the Creators Making Money Facebook group. We will be putting links um, in the show notes. You can go and uh, just join us in the community there. Know that you are so loved and so special and so important. And this podcast really is going to continue to aim to provide support to you as a business owner who wants to make a big difference in the world, as a creative who wants to make money and make an impact. Um, that's who this is for and that's who we're for. Regardless of race, creed, culture, economic status, um, we want to just provide resources that are going to help you move things forward. And sometimes that starts on the inside. We will get to more outside things later. Trust me. There's so much to learn. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. I look forward to seeing what you create. Hey, if you're a writer entrepreneur ready to grow your business to multiple six figures while also getting your personal writing done and making an impact, I created Craft and Cashflow for you. This Creative Leadership Collective is a 12-month program that will help you implement the exact steps I took to grow from six to multiple six figures, churn out writing work that got me attention and enthusiastic collaborators, and make a difference. We get started September 7th, and I'm so excited. If you're curious to learn more about this virtual group program where you'll get tons of personal attention, coaching, and strategy on your writing and your business, and even some energy work and healing too, let's talk. I've opened up a few times in my calendar for quick chats just for this. You can head to creativesmakingmoney.com chat to grab a time. Speak soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Creatives Making Money, and please don't go anywhere without subscribing. My hope is that the show becomes the therapy you didn't have to pay for and gives you all the know-how, confidence, and ahas you need to succeed on your journey. Sharing how you connected with this episode really makes my day. So please tag me on Instagram at Jamie Lynn Jensen and let me know how this episode helped you. Sharing that with a rating and review also helps me reach more awesome humans like you and I so appreciate it. If you're looking to connect with more listeners and like-minded creatives like you as well, and also with me, please join us in the private Creatives Making Money Facebook group at creativesmakingmoney.com group. It's totally free to join. And as always, you can find all important links and details in this episode's show notes available at creativesmakingmoney.com. Do not hesitate to head over there right now and grab all the goodies. And as always, create like you mean it.